Welcome to Rookie Designer. My name is Jake Van Ness from Graphic Precision, and I'm here with my co-host, Carl, from Holy Carp Design. How you doing, Carl? I'm doing well. Woot, woot. <laughs> and um, I think we have another person in the house, too. Yes, yes, we do. Why don't you introduce yourself? Well, me? <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> Hello. It's Tawny from Endeavor Creative. Yes, so we have a special guest today. We decided we are going to do an interview. Wait, and wait, 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 wait. Wh- wait, wait, what, what? Tawny, uh, I know you as Tawny Stone, and I'm trying to oh. figure out how to <laughs> pronounce your last name. you got to give it to us. I thought I would just skip over that part. <laughs> it's Tawny Golubovich. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, my. All right. <laughs> so a lot of letters to learn, so I just... Stick to Tawny usually when I can. <laughs> That's funny. Because I know, like, actually, I think it's your email. You actually have it in your signature or something, like how to say it. Yeah. It's a lot. I know. <laughs> so Tawny is somebody that Carl and I have known for quite a long time. And it's funny because it goes all the way back to graphic design form. And I don't even know how many years ago that was. I was trying to think about that today. I think it was... I, if I had to guess, I would say 2009-ish. Wow. Maybe earlier even, because I graduated college in 2004, and I think I was talking to you guys maybe around then. Holy cow. It could have been, wow, a long I time think. ago. <laughs> That's crazy. So, yeah, so basically there was this forum that we all used to belong to, and we kind of got to know each other because we were all creatives and we were all doing creative stuff. And it, it, it was that's that's absolutely nuts to think it's been that long. So yeah, and, and what we um, call GDF, which is Graphic Design Forum, is still around. I mean, I I'm not on it anymore. I don't know. I think Carl said he might have visited it a while back, but it's crazy to think that it's been that long. So. Tony is somebody that is a creative, but why don't you explain to people what is Endeavor Creative? Like, what is your business? Well, it's, um, I, I first and foremost consider myself a designer. So I would say it's a design company. Um, but I also do strategy. So more and more I'm doing consulting work as well. Okay. So how did you get started? Whoa, that was a long time ago to think back. (laughs) So I got started, um, gosh, it was the early 2000s. And I was working for a marketing company and doing their website and doing web-related things. And I had a little freelance thing on the side. This is so long ago that there weren't really a lot of web designers back then. So my job was downsized. and. I just decided to go out and find some more clients and it was at that time pretty easy to do. And so I just kept doing that. So that's how it got started. I didn't really mean to, I didn't plan it. It just sort of happened. And I think the timing was just really good because web was kind of a hot thing back then. Interesting. So it's kind of like my story as well, where you just kind of like said, all right, I'm going to do this. And you kind of just jumped into it. And like you said, you find that first client and you go out, find the next one and you just keep doing that until you grow a business. Yeah. It was that or go, you know, start to hunt for a job and go on job interviews, which I really didn't, I really didn't want to do that. So 
So every time, you know, I needed to make money and find new clients, I just thought about that. And it sort of inspired me to keep, <laughs> to keep building that and keep networking and working on that. So, so you kind of found your spark. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I really love the lifestyle. So I really, I grew to love owning my own business and, you know, after you do it for so long, um, it would, it would just be really hard for me to, to do anything else at this point, I think. Well, and you, there's an interesting story behind that whole thing of your lifestyle too. With where, where I mean, when we first met online, you were working out of Alaska and now you're not. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how that was like and what has changed? Well, so a few years ago, I um, met someone on an online dating site and I married him and I moved to be with him and he happens to live in Croatia. So that's where I am now. That, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I believe me, there's a whole conversation I want to have with you about online dating and meeting somebody in a different country let alone someone in your hometown. So I didn't plan that either <laughs> happened and you know, opportunity knocks and sometimes you just, you just take it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's absolutely incredible that, that you meet somebody so far away that, that, I mean, that completely changed your lifestyle. I mean, that, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the lifestyle is that like the work, the work piece is, you know, the business kind of came with me and it's the same, pretty much the same work. I mean, over the last few years, I've had to pivot quite a lot, which I've, which I'm looking to get into, but, um, you know, that, you know, that the big chunk of your life really is the day-to-day -day stuff. So it's really not that different. My life is online. Everything is digital. So it's, you know, yeah, there's some things that are quite different, but. You were doing the digital age before the digital age was invented basically yeah yeah so i was always location independent pretty much i mean i had local clients but i was always working with people from you know other countries and other parts of the states so i was really you know familiar with that yeah that is one of the great things about being a creative and you can have that independence and have that location independence and i mean you you by far, probably one of the few people that I know that took that to the extreme and really, it, well, I know people that travel and do that, but you said, okay, I'm going to completely move and marry somebody in a different country and go live there and continue to do what I do. I think that's, that's awesome. So before I did that though, you know, I was single and I was kind of thinking about what I wanted to do with my life. And, you know, given the nature of the work and that we can bank online and we can connect with all of our friends online, we can do work, we can find clients, all these things can happen online now. So I was kind of toying with the idea of becoming a digital nomad and just, you know, maybe hopping from country to country every few months and just, you know, doing that. So I was making those plans and then this other thing happened. So I think it's amazing. It's just amazing what you, what we can do. You know, the world is kind of open to us. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm just happy that I can travel to another state in the United States and, and work there. So it's like, I, and, and believe me, I, I have traveled 
out of the country and, and worked out of the country for several weeks at a time. And, I, and it is. It's incredible to be able to do that and, and continue to grow your business while you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. There so, are... Go ahead, Carl. I was going to say there are some lifestyle changes that as creatives we need to be willing to make when we're working internationally, like just time zones and, and client, you know, being sensitive to client uh, needs as well. So um, do you find most of your clients where you're at now? Or are you working mostly with people in the States? What What's your client base like right now? So I did lose a few of my clients back in Alaska. And I don't know if it was, you know, coincidence or if it was just that, you know, they were okay with me traveling, but when they, I think they kind of figured out that I wasn't coming back and they weren't going to ever get FaceTime, I think that might've influenced some of them to kind of rethink things. Um, so I did stumble a little bit in my business because, um, you know, that time zone issue between here and Alaska is like, ten, I think nine, 10 hours, I think. Wow that's kind of hard to work around just because then you can't really, you know, shift it within the workday. Right. So I started targeting, um, clients more on the East coast and I do have some in, um, in Europe, but I still, you know, most of my clients are still in the States. Nice. That Alaska and Hawaii time zone that, that that's hard for people. Yeah, I mean, even even for people in the U.S., that can be tough sometimes because because it's such a later time zone. Exactly. So I'm at an advantage here, uh, being on this side. So when I was in Alaska, I was always catching up, and now I'm ahead of everybody. So people wake up and I'm done, and they have to catch yeah. me. <laughs> so it actually is a lot less stress to be on this side of the time zone problem. That's interesting. Like I, I know that being on the East Coast, dealing with like California clients or even Midwest clients, yeah, you you have that little bit ahead of time. <laughs> you have a few hours if you need it to to get things done. Yeah. Even though when I visited Portland, Oregon, I was basically behind, but that actually worked out better because I was working on a project that had a deadline for the end of that day. Well, all of the clients were here in the East Coast dealing with that project, so. We were done by five, six o'clock here. I was happy because my day was basically only half over when I was in Portland. And I'm like, I like having to do this kind of stuff this way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's amazing how understanding people can be. You know, it, it's, I think people are becoming more and more comfortable with that. Yeah. And I think that's, like you said earlier, that has to do with the, everything's opened up. And everybody is much more aware that 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 is out there, that people are going to be working together that are across different times. So it's not to mention that, I mean, the statistics out there about how many people are now hiring freelancers over full-time employees is skyrocketing. Right. So they have to be that flexible. Right. And I tend to work with people who are also, you know, they're also, you know, location independent and they're doing work online. So you know, they're, they're comfortable with it. So yeah, it works out. So what, what do you feel like is your niche as far as the type of clients you're working with? Like, who do you, who are the clients that you really enjoy working with and want to work with? 
that fit a certain niche. Yeah. Well, it's taken me a long time to get really clear about that. Um, but, you know, I really like working, and this goes way back, but I've always really liked working one-on-one with business owners and entrepreneurs. And that includes like creative professionals as well, writers and, you know, authors, things like that. I like that sort of intimate relationship that you can have, that collaboration. So right now I'm really specifically speaking to when I'm, when I'm marketing my business, I'm specifically speaking to um, people just like us, right? People who are doing a service-based, you know, sort of um, business and they're looking to attract clients online, just like we all are. Um, And that's, you know, because I'm navigating those waters myself I'm, you know, intimate with those problems. So that's, that's really who, who I like to work with. I also like to work with, um, you know, anybody that's doing good things. Like I like, I like working with do-gooders, people who are doing, you know, people who are really passionate about what they're doing. I like, I just like to be a part of that. That just as a creative person that really inspires me. So, yeah. Well, one thing that got my attention and, and I think it was, probably the beginning of 2018, you made a shift in how you marketed your business. Can you tell us a little bit about what that shift was and what you found has seemed to work for you? Yeah. So going back to when I moved here and I sort of lost some of my clients, a lot of, you know, I actually also lost a big contract that I was really counting on. And um, so things got really sort of, desperate for a while because work dried up and I, you know, the time zone issue, the 10 hours, you know, so I, I had to, I had to sort of start over in a way. And I realized that I didn't have a marketing system. I didn't have a way to find new clients. I, they were just always there. They just always magically appeared. I had a referral network And, you know, this is over 15 years now that I've always been able to keep a roof over my head. And, you know, so that was sort of my marketing strategy was just to wait for clients to show up. Right. Right. Yeah. And then when I found myself in that situation and imagine I'm in a foreign country, I can't just go out and get a job. I'm not fluent. I don't have, you know, I'm not legally even allowed to do that. So I'm a resident, but I'm not a citizen and all that. So, um, so I decided that I needed to get a marketing plan. Right. But that's, that was really hard for me. I had a lot of, um, stops and starts because I wasn't really clear about, you know, who I wanted to work with or what I wanted to do. And, uh, just sort of given the landscape of what we're all facing with competition on, you know, online and all that. Um, so I, once I got clear about that and who the kind of work I wanted to do and who I wanted to do it for, then I started blogging again. I started, um, thinking about like ways to get visible with, with those people that I wanted to work with. And it just started there, right? So it started with, okay, I'm going to start blogging. And I, I did a really bad job at that. (laughs) (laughs) What's bad blogging look like? I mean, I, I'm an okay writer, but, um, you know, you know, back in the day I used to blog like in 2004, that era. 
and you mm -hmm. would put up a blog and people would come and read it. But now it's so saturated that I learned that you can't just blog and expect people to show up and read it. You have to, you know, a big piece of it is getting people to the content. So there's that whole piece of it as well that I had to figure out. And it didn't work out very well at first. It just, nobody was showing up and <laughs> everything I tried didn't really work. And I just kept at it. I just kept doing it. And you probably started seeing me. You, I started get, probably getting visible to you like months and months and months after I had been really putting in a lot of effort. So that's kind of, I think that's kind of a lesson that it takes a lot of, you know, showing up. Absolutely. Like you just have to show up a million times and then they notice you once. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that was something that I, having had a conversation with you about this before that I found really interesting because so many people get so frustrated a week after they start or a month after they start. And to hear from you that it took some time and it took some trial and error to figure out what works. Yeah. So what I did is I said, I'm going to give my, I'm going to give this a year and then I'm going to look at, I'm going to look back and evaluate. And I think that's a good mindset to, you know, if you approach any kind of online marketing, I think if you, you know, even if you do, the thing is, even if you're a great writer, you're a great designer, you have all the things that people are looking for. That's not enough to get attention online because there's just so much noise out there right now. Right. It really yeah. takes just, you know, hanging in there with it. Even if nobody's showing up at first, because they're not going to, they're not going to show up at first. You just got to kind of have faith and just keep doing it. Keep showing up every day. So that's what I did. That's what I did. And um, luckily it worked out. It actually does. It actually does work when you put in the effort and the consistency, it actually does start to work, um, but it didn't work right away. So. Which that, I think that year test model is something that people have trouble wrapping their heads around because obviously you need to make money and you need to, of course, yeah, to survive. And that's where you have to say, okay, the, what I'm doing is the long-term goal. I obviously still have to get the clients as quickly as possible and, and pull them in, but maybe you're not getting everybody that you absolutely love to work with at first, but that long-term goal is to, to keep doing what you're doing and be consistent and get the, the clients you really want to work with in the long term. Yeah, it's a long game. And, and that's the thing is that, you, you know, it's, it's not a magic bullet, but I think that in the long run, um, you can transform your business. Absolutely. I think one of the things yeah. that's interesting, what you were saying too, is blogging originally was, yeah, you just wrote something and people would find it. Even if you shared it a little bit, you'd get a lot more people there. But again, one of the things that really jumped out at me was the other creative aspects and assets that you did to really promote your writing. How important was that branding move that you made and the consistency in that regard to getting people to find you. Are you talking about like my website and my social sharing? Yeah. Like your, the consistency between what your website looks like and what your basically your quote unquote thumbnails look like that you're sharing that relate to your writing. 
Yeah. So I would say that that's, that that was a huge shift. I, okay. So I was, you know, focusing on the writing and then I realized, okay, well, I'm a designer. I should just, I should lead with that. Right. So I really sat down and I thought about, um, you know, the whole branding piece of it. And when I changed my visuals and I, and I rebranded, I went from, I can, I should have, you know, whipped up some graphs for you. My traffic was nothing. And then it's been consistently growing ever since, because the thing is that people are attracted to visuals. It doesn't matter like how, you know, how much I put into the writing or how good the content is. If those visuals aren't capturing people's attention, they just scroll on by. So when I made that shift and people started noticing my graphics, that's when everything really started to turn around. So it just kind of goes to show you how important it is. Interesting. That is really interesting. So we've gotten to know who you are. We've gotten to know how you've, you've grown your presence lately. The big reason we wanted to talk to you is because you've released a book. Yeah. This book is really, really awesome. So why don't you tell us, what is this book about? Well, so I'm kind of telling you about my story, right? About getting clarity and kind of figuring all this out. Like, so there's this big question we all have is how do we find clients? How do we attract clients to our business? And then beyond that, how do we attract clients that we really love, that we really love working with, right? Because we all want to feel fulfilled, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And we want to do the work that, you know, that we really are meant to be doing with the right people. And so going on this sort of crazy journey of my own, I had to go through that difficult mental process of figuring um, like so many things out, figuring out, you know, who I am, where I want to go, you know, who is my customer? um, What am I going to say to them that's going to resonate? you know, all of those things that took a long time. And so after I started to get my feet on the ground and things really started to work for me, I decided I wanted to share that story. And, you know, we all do, you know, branding for a living, but it goes beyond just the design assets, right? So that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's all this other, you know, I realized that a lot of people don't really go deep enough, really thinking about the brand that they want to build, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it is like soul searching. It can be uncomfortable. Right. So, And it, it, you know, a lot of fears come up and we have a lot of indecision, like, should I do this or should I do that? And I, I, I knew I wasn't alone in that. I couldn't possibly be. So I decided I'm going to share this and I'm going to share how I got through it and the exercises that I did to get that clarity about my brand and the direction for my business Um, and how I was going to reach clients. And so I put that all in sort of, I guess you would call it a workbook, but it's also a guide, really. It's a book slash workbook. So it's not just, you know, here's the story. It's actually like about, here's what you need to think about. If you want to, you know, if you want that, if you want that future dream business, if you want to reach clients that you really love, here are the things that you need to get mental clarity about. And I think that if you have that clarity, once you get it, you get that sort of light bulb moment, 
like, aha, now I know, now I've decided, now I know what I'm going to do. Then you can start putting a plan into action, right? Then everything gets easier after that. So um, I would say that it's a, a book just about doing all that tough mental homework. What would you say? What would you say it's about? <laughs> well, and that's, that's the thing that I found interesting is that it wasn't just a how-to type of book where it was like, here's my story. Here's how I did it. Good luck trying to really understand how I did it. This is much more, this is how I did it. Now, here's a question to answer to really get me to think about what you're telling me and what you're suggesting that I look into instead of just saying the suggestion. You're saying, okay, here's the question. Now, there's a box on this page. Write down your answer. <laughs> Homework. And, yeah, <laughs> and, and that accountability is huge. And I think that's what really made me feel like this is a great product because now I can actually go through this, write it down, and then I can go back to it if I need to and say, okay, if I'm frustrated six months after trying to really do this, I need to go back and look at what were my answers to those questions? Are my answers the same now? Right. Right. So to me, the fact that it was your story, which is great to, to get to understand how it happened, but the workbook part of it is what I think really stands out and what really makes people understand how the process works. Yeah. And the book isn't about me. It's really about how I rethought the process of branding a business, right? And, and, and client attraction and all of that. Like, it's really about you. And, and what, what I really set out to do more than anything is, and I've worked with a lot of entrepreneurs and I have lots of friends who do, you know, who own their own businesses. So what I, I kind of was intimate and familiar with what the problems are, where the stuck points are. And I thought, you know, if I could just put one eureka moment in this book for somebody that changes the game, I would be thrilled. So there's a lot of things. And, and I think different people are going to resonate with different sections in it. Like I have a friend, there's a section about um, being stuck in learning mode, which a lot of us find us, you know, we, we do a lot of things to kind of hold ourselves back. And that was her huge thing was I am stuck in learning mode. I'm not taking any action. I'm just always learning things and preparing and I'm not really putting myself out there. So she found that to be like her aha moment and maybe the rest of it wasn't so relevant, but I really hope to put enough in there to kind of, you know, if there's something that you needed to be kicked in the pants about, it's hopefully in there. <laughs> well, and I, and I think that the name, the client attraction mindset, it, it's how it's exactly what you're saying. It's, it's really looking inside of how you think about your business and how you go through day to day of how you're thinking about attracting clients. And so, yeah, you're going to have these aha moments because I don't care how many times somebody tells me that fear can be a huge factor in why you don't do something. Right. Even reading. Don't hear it again, right? <laughs> right. And, and, and it's like, and you, you sit there and you read something like this and you go, damn it, I know that. But it's good to read this and to have a step to take to answer a question that says, yeah, okay, yeah, I am really scared to take that step. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that's that's so true. Those aha moments are going to be huge for people. Yeah, and I and, and I just yeah. Tanya, I, I got to say, the book is designed for it seems everyone, but as a designer, this is giving voice to the stuff that I know, but haven't given words to. So I, th- this book is a joy to read. The the language, the way it's delivered, the fact that you're not really teaching me models. I'm I'm in leadership training for the most part, and everything's based off models. This is plain language that's approachable and it's fun to read. I'm not scanning the page. I'm actually you know reading the this thing and highlighting and taking notes while I'm doing it. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that, Carl. That's such amazing feedback. That's so cool. yeah, and and you, I love that. It's easy to read, you know, you're not, it doesn't look like word salad. It's not bunches of text on the page. This is beautifully laid out. And the things that you want me to remember, it's called out. I love it. Um, glad. I'm so glad to hear that. And, you know, I, I dived into one of the chapters. Now, the way we use this book is your intention to have each chapter kind of be its like own contained exercise or... Is there kind of a buildup? How did how did you structure the book? Well, I think it's sort of I think given that I was trying to um, get an aha moment and just kind of address each each facet of like where we get stuck. I think it's pretty contained. Mm-hmm. Don't think that you have to go, you know, from chapter one to the end. But the beginning really is foundational. It's sort of like. You know, let's think about big picture. I think we're also stuck in, you know, our everyday routine that we stop to think about like the vision of our business. So it kind of starts there. Um, but I think for the most part, it's um, each section is its own piece. Yeah. And and you've got me, the way you've given your brand uh, voice, visuals, and basically whole approach has got me thinking you know what am i going to do with my own business holy crap how can i apply some of your learning to my own content and i think that sounds like what you're trying to inspire people to do for sure yeah and just to get you thinking about it and get you thinking about it in a way that you can act on not just get you stuck and and thinking more thoughts but to actually get you like okay maybe i need to address this thing let me you know I right. Well, to be able to take action when you're done with the book in some area. And I love that. I'm, I'm, I've got the idea of my voice. It's jocular. It's, it's fun. It's approachable. But I'm really trying to figure out what my visuals are. Um, so, I love this, and I'm looking forward to going through the whole thing. I jumped into chapter nine, the secret sauce, and you were talking about consistency, and you use the words relentless consistency, and you kind of have that throughout this whole book, these unique ways of presenting the idea with just words that are fantastic and and describe exactly what your goals are trying to be in each chapter. Yeah, I think, you know, you've probably heard it a million times that you need to be consistent, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've all heard that a million times. We probably say that to our clients. But, um, you know, it goes just a bit deeper, like why? why you need to be consistent and not just consistent, not just, you know, 
if you're going to blog, then make sure you blog consistently. It's not that. It's like relentless consistency. No, seriously. Seriously show up in a, on a regular basis. Like, it's really it's trying to, you know, just hammer that home. Because, you know, right. But I've read those words and heard those words so many times that they don't really mean anything anymore. Like, yeah, I know. I'm going to blog and I need to be more consistent about it. I'll get to that later. No, really. If you want this thing to happen for you, you know, and you choose this approach to make that happen, then this is how you have to do it. So. And there are tools here, it seems, to be able to apply to both if you're launching cold as a brand into a new industry or if you're an established brand that perhaps needs to pivot to, to keep up with the times. Um, like I, you know, launching my own business, I had face to face networking, but I'm learning my niches. So I need to find a consistent message as I work on my new website. Right. So, so this is great. And it's all about building brand awareness in this chapter, you know, having people trust you and you know, that's awesome. Right, because trust takes time. So people yes. don't like you the second that they see your whatever. If you're posting on social media or however you're, you know, trying to reach clients online or, you know, so it, that's a process, especially like we were talking about um, when you're networking with people face to face, they can get a sense of you. They can shake your hand. You know, there's body language. You can look people in the eye. But when you're marketing online, um, it's different. It, it's a longer process. It's a tougher process, I think. I, I think mm-hmm. to attract client to get clients really is still face-to-face networking. I don't happen to have that luxury, so I have to market my business online, and I know I'm not the only one. So um, that's that's probably who this book is for. But I I do think that if somebody um, reads this book before they launch their business, it would be very helpful. I think it's especially helpful if you're already, if you already have a business, but you're not really clear about what you're doing. If you're just kind of winging it, right. Mm -hmm. Or if something's not really working out the way you want it to, that's probably, you know, really what this, what, who would benefit from the book. Cause it was, it was the book that I wish somebody had handed me three years ago. Well, and I think what's interesting too about this book is while we're all creatives, this book is not that narrow. Like I can see pushing this book with clients of mine that I'm trying to get them to understand why they need to do consistent marketing, whether that's blogging or whether that's doing other types of marketing. It's, it's the consistency that builds the trust. Right. And it shows somebody that you're serious about your business and that you're serious about attracting clients. And I think that's what I've found really interesting is while I look at this from a creative mindset, I'd be interested to, to hand this to a pet sitter or to hand this to a person that does renovations and say, hey, you know, go through this and see what can you do with your business to make sure that your message is much clearer. Right. Right. Exactly. And if no. confident in that, right? So hopefully it gives you confidence that, you know, you can do this. Yeah. Make some decisions and you have to, you know, figure out where you're headed and then you can get there. I, that definitely applies to a lot of different, you know, specifically for service-based industries, but it could probably apply to, you know, a lot of different, a lot of different businesses. Yeah. I know some bigger clients that could definitely benefit from this. 
Because um, we're designers, right? Like, do you ever find that when you're doing branding work um, that people sort of, and this was another inspiration for the book, and one of the frustrations that I have as a designer is that people don't think things through deep enough. They're sort of starting in the middle, and then they want us to come in and brand their business, but they're not really clear about what their brand is. So I always found that to be frustrating was that, you know, like clients didn't really, you know, they hadn't really thought all of it through yet. So it's kind of, you know, inspired by that as well. Do you guys find that ever to be frustrating? Always. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially I, I have the biggest frustration where a logo is not a brand. And I, I actually had my BNI meeting this morning and that's actually what I got up and talked about was, yeah, a logo is important, but that is not your brand. And a lot of people don't know what their brand is because they haven't thought about that message. They haven't thought about what they really want to do with their business. And the other aspect that I do and kind of where I've transitioned a little bit into doing some more consulting work is who is your end client? Who do you want as your end client? And let's work backwards from that and say, okay, where are they? How do you reach them? And then what marketing avenues do we use to reach those clients and i ask people and they're like i have no idea who my ideal client is amazing how how common that is yeah or you get well anybody with money <laughs> or anybody who needs my product is is my target customer that's what you you know that's the typical kind of response um and what puts you in direct competition with everybody yeah, it, it you become lost in the crowd because you are now no different than anybody else. And it's funny because the easiest way I describe that to clients and to other people is MLMs, multi-level marketing. Mm -hmm. Those companies push out information, push out marketing that they want people to use to help sell their products. Right. You go on Facebook and you search any MLM and you will have the same graphic on a hundred different people's profiles or their business pages. And I constantly tell people that that's why you're not selling. That's why you're lost because you're doing the same thing everybody else is doing. And, and that's because they don't know their true why. They don't know who their true client is. Right. Yeah, that's tricky because you're getting kind of a brand in a kit. And it's, you know, I can see how that's really challenging for people to kind of stand out, like, you know, tell their story. And yeah, that's a challenge. Sometimes, sometimes it's great to pair it up with a service. So if you are a health coach for a particular program, you start talking, you bring the program in secondarily to what you're actually trying to promote, like healthy eating, healthy lifestyle. That makes sense. Yeah. And, and that's where this book can help somebody look at that and say, okay, um, I'm, I have a service or, or even I have a product and figuring out how they get their message to the right people. I think that's the thing that really stands out to me in this book is that it's, it's not a step-by-step -step process, but it is very much a, Hey, take a deep breath. Think about this look inside yourself and really figure out what it is. Cause 
what it is that you want. Because I know that you start off with manifesting your dream business. That people don't do that. They're like, oh, I'm in business, so I'm I'm going to be successful. But they never really think beyond tomorrow, beyond next week. I mean, we all know, and I'm perfectly guilty of this. How many of us have that real five-year plan? Not many. One-year plan. Right, or one-year plan, yeah. How many How many people do you know or raise your hand who are too busy doing client work to work on their own website or their own marketing materials? How many designers do you know that suffer from that? My hand is up. You can't see that on video, but... <laughs> was up for like 12 years like I just was the queen of that I never paid attention to my own stuff it was an afterthought I was always more concerned about my clients but then I realized that the future of my business was really dependent upon the quality of my clients and whether or not they were gonna you know keep hiring me you know my destiny was really in their hands when you don't have your own thing going when you're not paying attention to your own business you know you're really completely dependent on them. Do, does that make sense? So, and well, I, myself, when my clients kind of, you know, went away, when I moved, it was just a, like reality. Well, and then I, re, then I realized, okay, well now I'm getting, you know, reaching my dream customers again. Things are great. I'm doing amazing projects. I'm happy again. Everything's looking good. Then I was like, you know what? This is really about now I'm in control and I can build the, you know, the business. I can create a vision for where I really want it to go. You know, once you have all that stuff set up, then you, you're really in control of it. So that's true. And you want, you want to represent best your own product to be able to attract other clients. So you want the best website you can have, Tawny, right? We as visual designers need to offer the best within our own collateral. You want a chef that weighs more than you to serve you food. You want a fitness instructor that's more fit than you. These are the brands that people may want, you know? That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Well, what I, what I want to say about this is you completely changed the way you were doing things. And it was very obvious to me to the point where I stood back and went, oh, my God. <laughs> this this is what I I need to really look at this. And it's funny because you and I I mean we've known each other for so many years and we'll go periods of time where we're just so busy we don't really have time to catch up and stuff, but I made a decision that I needed to align myself more with you yes. to figure out what are you doing because it is clearly working. It's almost as if we need to go through this book, Jake, and start a week-to-week -week, like class of what did we learn? How are we applying <laughs> it to our business? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I, I, it was so noticeable. And, and then you're like, well, I have this book coming out. And I was like, oh, I want it. Like, I don't even care what it says. I, like, I have to have this book because apparently whatever you were doing is working. And it's working so well that I'm not the only one noticing. Yeah. And now you've got this book and it's like, and, and again, some of it you look at and go, well, duh, I already know that, but I'm not executing on it. Of course. And it's the kick in the pants that you yeah. need. You just, you know, 
And that's exactly what this book is. This book is the kick in the pants, the aha moment for anybody in a service industry to go, damn it, I know I should be doing this. Now I've got some type of accountability because I wrote something down that I can go back at and be like, six months from now, either I did it or I didn't. And if I didn't, now I can go through this book again and say, okay, damn it, do it this time. And I think that is the thing that really stood out to me is to see somebody execute on it and then give us the tools to be able to do the same. And I really appreciate that. One, you took the time to put this together because it is extremely valuable for people that are in the type of businesses we are in, that get frustrated, that get bogged down and forget their why, forget who their clients are they want. This is a great tool for them to be able to, to go back and say, what do I need to do? Well, I hope so. I hope, I hope it helps people. That's what it's for. I, I hope because so. I know what it feels like to be stuck and I know what it feels like to be, you know, you, you kind of, and especially, you know, we've been doing this for a long time. You reach these points where um, you think about maybe doing something different or, you know, you want to grow. You're not really sure how. That's tough stuff. I mean, it's tough to be, you know, a business owner to begin with, to be on your own. And then um, to be in it for the long haul is, you know, it's crazy. And you made it relatable, which I think is really important because it's not this 30,000 foot level stuff where we look at and go, well, of course you can do that. You're making millions of dollars. You you can hire a team of 30 people to follow you around and do video and, and write blog posts for you and come up with the graphics for you. You didn't do that. You made it at a level that we could say, okay, yeah, this is the stuff we can execute on our own, find the time and do it. Right. So I would say that it, you know, if you're, if you're a solo professional, if you're part of a small team, um, that's who I'm really speaking to. If you have a giant, you know, marketing budget and a big, you know, big team and all of that, you don't need this book. This is for people like us that need to find clients and that's how we're paying our mortgage, right? Yeah, well, absolutely. Although I do think that an individual in a team could benefit from reading this and bringing some of that knowledge to their meetings because they're going to look like they've got some new insights. Right. And some of it is just, you know, it, some of it is branding, some of it is marketing and it's, you know, it's all of that strategy stuff, but without bringing all the, you know, the jargon and, you know, like you said, the high level stuff that right. we kind of all, it just kind of, it's not relatable. When I read a lot of that stuff, it, it seems to be written for larger companies or companies that have more, but, you know, bigger budgets. It doesn't seem like it's for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, all of those big concepts are, are in there. They're just not written in the same way. And I love it for them. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, so thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Talking to us about where you, what you've done with, with your business and this incredible book that you've put out. Where can people find this book? So right now you there's a link on my website if you go to endeavorcreative.com and that's endeavor spelled the american way <laughs> <laughs> endeavorcreative.com there's a link um to the book the client attraction mindset okay 
we will we will definitely have a link to that in our show notes. You can find our show notes at rookiedesigner.com slash RD169, and we'll definitely have a link to that. But if you want a free copy of this book, we're actually giving away three. And the way we're going to do that is we're going to randomly pick people who share the Facebook post for this episode. Woohoo! So what you need to do is you need to go to Facebook and you need to like our page, rookie designer doc, or sorry, facebook.com slash rookie designer podcast. And then you need to share the post for episode 169. And we will randomly pick three people from the people that shared the post. And we will send you the information on how to get this book. Yay. So I, I just ecstatic that we got to do this and it was so much fun. I'm glad we got a chance to talk to you. I'm glad we've been friends for so many years. And I'm so glad to be here with you guys. It was so nice to catch up. And I just, you guys are the best. You too, Tani. It's been way too long. It was nice to chat before our, the episode too. And good luck with everything, Carl. Like, congratulations on everything. And I hope you have a great, a great trip. And I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, guys, so I think that's going to be the end of our episode for episode 169. Remember, everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star. 